following podcast is for mature audiences only. It may contain explicit language or content. If you are under the age of 18, Fortnite is calling you. Plus, this podcast will most certainly contain nudity, and you don't want to hear that. Welcome to the New with Tags podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Jamie. We are a longtime married couple enjoying the latest chapter in our lives. We hope that through sharing our personal insights and the advice we'd give our 20-year-old selves, we will encourage you to live your most authentic life wherever you are in your journey. Hey, I thought this was supposed to be a sexy podcast. And yes, there will be some fun and sexy stories while I wear my new tag lingerie. Let's get started. What are we waiting for? Carpe diem. Seize the day. Hi, Paul. Hi, Jamie. How are you tonight? Doing fine. We're back. We're back. We have not been gone long. We have not been gone long. We needed to uh, break this episode up, so we had to sit down and record a couple of different things. Yeah. Split it up and into two sections. Yeah. The first one, which we released earlier, episode 12, will be a shorter one, but it was like either going to be an hour and 50 minutes or it was over two hours two shorter podcasts so we decided to go with this one so this one is going to be not in the usual format that we have uh we are gonna skip the social media part because we'll talk a little bit about social media toward the end and i don't have a letter to my 20 year old self or to your 20 year old self this uh, time not this time because i don't know what i would say yeah yeah something like that why don't we do a recap from our trip? Well, yeah. So that was part of the reason we wanted to re-record was so that we could spend some time going over what it was like to go to Desire Pearl in the pandemic yep. that we're in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so talking, we've got, I've gotten a lot of questions or a lot, I've seen a lot of posts. Mm-hmm. And we've got a lot of people have commented while we were there. Right. Or asked after. questions afterwards, mm-hmm. right? Um, friends that we know that are going with us maybe in our November trip. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. As my dad would say, good Lord willing and the creek don't rise. Anyway, let's start with what it was like to just fly down. So we just went travel. down. Yeah. We we went down on the third of July. Yes. And so it was right after Pearl opened. Um and three days. Mm-hmm. Day three. Yep. Mexico had been open for about a month. Mm-hmm. So we show up at the airport bright and early. And there was actually a long line. They were not cleaning the kiosks at the airport. So we're no. like using our hand sanitizer and, everywhere, yeah, and cleaning with our our wipes that we brought with us. They did socially distance at every airport, though. I was well, at least on the way down. Yeah. I was surprised that how many people attempted to the best they could. Mm-hmm. I was surprised by that. Yeah, there was some space in the line when they were boarding. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so we get to the airport. Security was super easy. Breeze through. Yeah. Breeze through was not a big deal. People were socially distanced at the airport. Most people weren't sitting in the chairs next to us. That was good. A lot of things at the airports weren't open, still early. Yeah, but food just wasn't open very mm-hmm. much. What else? So people wore their masks yeah. in the airport. We actually Everybody saw did, I think. a pretty, I mean, pretty high compliance rate. I mean, you'd see the occasional one. They actually stood out more, mm-hmm. people who didn't have their masks on. We flew American, which does not block middle seats. Yeah. So that was interesting. We got a couple of notices um, before we flew to say, hey, your flight's going to be pretty full. Do you want to switch? They were offering credits, you know, money, like a $350 voucher or whatever, if you if you were willing to switch your flight, which we weren't. You know, for the most part, you sat on the plane. There was no food or beverage service. Everybody wore their masks. We didn't have any Karens on the flight. So that was no. good. On the flights where they actually specifically said, you know, we're going to deplane, not the right word, but it's a disembark, but I hate that word. It seems more like a cruise ship word. We're going to leave the plane. We're going to exit the plane from the front to the back, obviously. It should have been done forever. Well, no. Front when to... you exit, you always exit front to the back. Yeah. You're okay. talking about boarding. boarding. And American did not board back to front. American had their own boarding. I mean, we boarded like on group five and we were near the front but of the was, plane. Yeah. The first class people were already sitting down. But when they would announce, please wait for the row in front of you to get up and exit before you get up. It was actually a very, like people heard the rule and mostly followed the rule. Mm -hmm. There were a couple of flights in our trip where they didn't do that. And it was the same normal free for all Mm -hmm. as it usually is. But it was pretty organized for the most part. So we flew through Miami, got down to Cancun. Um, At the time, Terminal 4 was the only terminal open. I heard they opened Terminal 2 recently. I think that's mostly for domestic. So for those who didn't don't usually fly into Terminal 4, it doesn't have the red light, green light. So we landed. 
literally got right off the plane. Straight off, straight back. Straight to the immigration folks. They had, I think they had as many agents working the booths mm-hmm. in immigration. Maybe more than normal. As normal. So we flew through. We it did. was not even minutes. Minutes, yeah. It was minutes. It was quick. Minutes. Um, we happened to be the only flight landed mm-hmm. at the time too, so that helped. We left immigration, we walked around, and we were getting ready to get to baggage claim, and there were people in um, personal protective equipment, PPE, Taking doing temperatures. temperatures. Mm-hmm. Um, so you literally just queued up. They did your temperature, no big deal. We got to baggage claim. Our bags were one of the first ones off this time. All of them. Couldn't believe it. We were always the first bag, and then our don't, rest don't come till the very end. Exactly. This time, they all came off. We yep. were the first few bags. Yeah. So, Wonderful. Yeah, it was great. We walked out. They asked how much money we were bringing into the country. I'm like, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks. And they're like, go ahead. And so we walked out and we got to USA Transfers. They sanitized our bags before mm-hmm. they put them in the back of the van. And we had to wear masks, masks in the van. And from the time that we landed to the time that we were in our transportation and ready to go was 30 minutes. It was the fastest we've ever had. Yeah, it was crazy. And there was no traffic on the way down. None. So from the time we landed till the time we pulled into the Pearl was under an hour. Yeah, it was crazy. Crazy. Yeah. So happy about that part. Yeah, that was really good. Really yeah. happy about that. That could stay the same forever as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. yeah. And then we hit our first disappointment of the trip. Yeah. Esteban was not there. No, Esteban doesn't work at Pearl anymore. No, and he was not there to greet us, welcome us home. So actually, we didn't get welcomed home at all. No. And that was... That, that was the disappointment. Oh. Esteban is one of the few people we were looking forward to seeing, period. Mm-hmm. We always do. It's just mm-hmm. one of those it's great welcome. Trip. Yes, it makes you feel like you're home. Mm-hmm. And when he wasn't there, didn't feel that way. But when no one welcomed us home, Mm-mm. no one really even said hi initially. Mm-mm. That was disappointing. Now, in all fairness, it was day three for them. And and they they... were going out of their way to work on the sanitation, Mm -hmm. which I appreciate. But it just wasn't the same. you had to clean the bottom of your shoes. I mean, like they They had a little- They did. They had a tub. Like little mat and Mm -hmm. tub of sanitizer to clean your shoes. And they took your temperature before you went in. I did not realize you had to remember your temperature. Mm -hmm. And it was in Celsius. Yeah. It's really, really low. Yeah. I don't don't remember. (laughs) It was green. That's what I remember. Like- the little display was green instead of yellow or red. Once we kind of got through check-in, we were able to take our masks off. Mm-hmm. And then we just, we went and changed in the spa. So even though it was day three, they didn't have a room ready for us. <laughs> it had been empty for three months, but it still wasn't quite. And it was ready quickly after that. It but was ready wow, quickly. But you had one job. <laughs> one <laughs> job. I'm like, really? Really? Okay. So we we just went to the pool and it was sort of a normal pearl kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to talk a little bit since we're talking about the pool? Sure, the pool. Kind of let's talk about some of the differences, maybe the differences in the same. Pros and cons, mm-hmm. yeah. Probably the most noticeable difference, which was something I really liked, was everyone who was there, and there weren't as many as usual. It was, I think the first, when we first got there, was like 35% capacity, but it got up to around 50-ish, but somewhere in there. But everybody who was there was in the pool talking, mm-hmm. kind of spread out in groups but everybody in almost always half the people are more up in their seats but mm-hmm. this was very engaging crowd yeah and it could be just because they've all been closed in for forever right um lots of distance and actually they had distance between this the chairs the pool chairs mm-hmm, they did which actually i liked like well, you could actually get into your chair there's space on either cramped. side yeah mm-hmm. so that was I, that was a nice i thing. liked that a lot on your chair, which they wiped down before they even put towels down. Sprayed down with disinfectant. Down, yes. That uh-huh. had been sitting in the hot Mexican sun. Yep. <laughs> yep. So it was clean. But it was clean. And actually, from a sanitation perspective, they did a really good job sanitizing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, across the board. And every, well, every worker there wore a mask yeah. full time. 100% Everybody, compliance. 100%. And I saw one of them like, turn away, pull their mask down, wipe the sweat off their face, mm-hmm, and put their hot, mask back yes. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was July. It was hot. We don't usually go in July. Maybe not again. I like the crowd. Yes. Like there was a lot of the same people who usually go that mm-hmm. week. So I would go for the people, but oh, it was way too freaking hot. Mm-hmm. Ugh. The um, Probably the most 
well, most noticeable other than people in the pool was the, say the demeanor because of, there were only two to three playmakers total the whole time we were there, which they intentionally kind of scaled back there, but they didn't have playmakers on the mic all day long. Yeah. It was the DJs playing and they played mm-hmm. great music. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, there were only a few activities. There was the beach volleyball stayed the same. Uh, I even think they did the pool volleyball a couple of days, but not mm-hmm. every day. Mm-mm. Um, but they, I think one day they did the exercise, um, yeah, they did, or they did exercise twice. I only did it once, but so they were only about half of the normal activities in the pool, but they didn't do a lot of the, they didn't do a lot of the games and Mm. a lot of the just talking, Mm -hmm. which I kind of liked. It kept a different energy. The energy was amongst the people, not just the forced energy of the playmakers. Mm -hmm. Um, Charlie and Kia were there. mm -hmm. And And then the third playmaker who I never really understood, never knew his name. Yeah. But, he was the quiet one. But it was nice that, one, they didn't have to be yelling on the mics all the time. Mm-hmm. I think they enjoyed that, so they got much more themselves. Um, yeah, we didn't see them a lot. Mm-mm. I mean, they were, it's not like they were out and just not doing anything. No, oh, they were just, well. They just weren't there, which is mm-hmm. fine. Like I said, but I have seen comments from people saying it was so boring. Mm-hmm. And I, if you if you really like that kind of high energy, really engaged activity, we didn't see it at Pearl. I mean, and you know, everybody talks about Pearl being a little more sedate anyway, but it was half the energy level of that kind of energy. Yeah, but the, I, see, I had a different feel because the music was so good and mm-hmm. constant mm-hmm. and you could enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I love music, but, and the conversations were the energy. That, oh, absolutely. That to me was, I thought it was more. Now, I, for most people, I would think it, they would think it would be less energy mm-hmm. just because you don't, but it wasn't forced. Mm-hmm was not forced energy it was organic you know that was good Mm -hmm. so a lot of interactions which was pretty nice and i we were there day three and we did talk to some of the people there day one and i i just i just can't imagine being the second couple to arrive when two people are waiting in the pool for anyone else to show up they said it was really sparse the first night i think they had three couples in there they all went they all all went went to the club they all yeah Mm. yeah it was great mm -hmm. with the smaller numbers most everybody knew almost everybody by name. Yeah, that was I. I liked that part. I, mean, but... I, I can do that with the full crowd usually, but this was you knew just about everybody's mm-hmm. name, which was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, so. and when you weren't there for some reason, you know, like you were off getting a massage, or I spent the day on the beach, or whatever, mm-hmm. people were like, "Where were you?" Yes, they knew knew you were missing. Yeah, which is um, different. It's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Actually, you mentioned the beach. There was well, there were several days with nobody on the beach. Yeah. You were you were on the beach by yourself. One whole afternoon, mm-hmm. went down to nap and just mm-hmm. cover up and just chill yeah. out. There's still a seaweed problem, a seagrass mm-hmm. problem, and they weren't clean. I mean, they didn't have the same number of people there cleaning it up. So, like, on when that we got wasn't there, the primary concern. No, when we got there on, so it opened on Wednesday. We got there on Friday. You could smell it did the stagnant. The first, I was like, oh, this could be bad, and it cleared up. I mean, it did. They said know. it was worse the couple of days before we yeah, got there. Yeah, I mean, I too. think it just was a, they just hadn't overwhelmed, cleaned it. Yeah. Everything was sexy and sanitized or seduct- it was. Sorry, seductive, sorry, seductive and, and sanitized. sanitized. Um, but uh, yeah, we, so we, we hear there's a great video on that, by the way. Yeah, I hear it's, it's Emmy award winning. It's Emmy award, yeah. The phone party, they still had the phone party on Saturday. It was the 4th of July. It was. It was a good one. It was a great phone party. They had sort of all of the hoopla around the 4th of July guy on stilts. It was, yeah, a circus almost. Yes, it was. It was was more interesting. I mean, we are usually there on Cinco de Mayo, which they don't celebrate at all, Mm -mm. but they celebrate the 4th of July like nobody's business. Yeah. Better than here. Yeah. It was Um, was good. it It was pretty fun. And yeah, so it was a good phone party, good energy. Everybody was in the pool. There were probably nearly as many people in the pool as a normal phone party, even mm-hmm. though we were at half mm-hmm. capacity because it's just, you know, not everybody gets in the foam. You did mention that with the pool that there were only a couple of couples at all down on the, the quieter end that everybody was down in the main Certainly part. on the first half of the week. The second mm-hmm. half of the week, it kind of um, spread out a little yeah, bit more. Plus it was a little fuller. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was sort of up and down that whole week. The disco was still open, um, mm-hmm. so you would do dinner. So not all the restaurants were open. They sort of alternated the restaurants, so that was different. Sometimes you needed reservations. Sometimes you didn't. Sometimes you didn't, which is fine. You just needed but to. Speaking of food, though, the buffet. Breakfast. Which, yes, for breakfast buffet, they still actually had the buffet, but you couldn't go near it. They had little ropes. You had to mm-hmm. be behind it, mm-hmm. and you just pointed at things. Mm-hmm. I felt like a. A Roman emperor just going, I want two grapes, I want two pieces of watermelon, 
and a plate of bacon. Well, Actually, whether you ask for a piece of bacon or a, two pieces, you got a plate. Yeah. So they made enough for a full capacity, but there wasn't full capacity. Yeah, so it was, but it was good. It was very good. Actually, I, I thought the food was better this time than we've had. The menu selection, because you were choosing off the same thing like at lunch, you had you ordered off the menu, mm-hmm. but the I thought the quality was better. You had ceviche every single day. That's the one thing I looked forward to. And it was, I mean, I've had it many times. It was the best we've had. That was really good. It was really good. So mm-hmm. that was kind of nice because mm-hmm. you used to, you'd have to ask for it some days. And... Yeah. And all the tables in the restaurants were social distanced, mm-hmm. right? So you didn't have, you weren't right on top of one another, which. And I don't think it could be more than four at a yeah. sitting. Yeah. I, I don't, don't think. know if they ever pulled the six, I don't like think six they together did. or not. So meals were great. People still gathered in the lobby for the dancing before mm-hmm. and they had shows all but one night I, i'm and wondering I if got canceled it got for canceled, whatever reason. that's the only time we've ever been there where there was no show yeah the lobby was a different energy mm-hmm. but actually most people went went in the disco and the dancing was great now mm-hmm. the good news is we did not hear despacito one time ever ever it I mean, was for so nice enti- well we were there Eight days, mostly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, heard it none, which, you know, you couldn't go more than five minutes without hearing it on a normal Yeah, before trip. this trip, yeah. So that, that, was the, that was a big plus for me. That was a big plus. But I was really, really surprised that it was in the disco and everybody was dancing. Like everybody was having a great time. They danced until two and three in the morning yeah. every night, which yeah. for the Pearl is unusual. Which is really unusual. Now, I think there's a reason. But, but let's stick with the disco for a second before we go to the reason. But the doors were closed to the disco. Everybody was in on the dance floor. The shows were in there. The shows were in there. My comment when we checked out was not smart. It felt like a Petri dish. And I actually said that, I think, on Friday and Mm -hmm. Saturday. Um, I felt like I was in a Petri dish. And there were people who chose not to go into the club. Mm -hmm. You know, but it was people danced a long time. And you're right. There was a reason for it. Because because the hot tub was on fire. And not in a good way. (laughs) No. It was the hottest it had ever been, and people just wouldn't go in. E- even in the afternoon, mm. there were, I mean, they tried to vary the temperature, and partly because I think there were half the people, so the the bodies, which would normally cool it down a little bit, weren't there. Mm-hmm. It was uncomfortable. I mean, was any, anybody, anybody diminutive in size, oh. like yourself, had to sit up on the edge. You could not go underwater more than a minute or two. No, we have been in the hot tub when it's hot. We've been yes. in the hot tub when it's tepid, and that's no fun either. But this... It, in the after, there was one afternoon you were taking a nap, I think. There were four people in the hot tub for close to an hour. It was weird. Yeah, hot tub o'clock. Hot tub o'clock. But even in the evening, not so much either. It was just too hot to mm-hmm. be around. Uh, the There was one day they controlled the temperature and most everyone went. Mm-hmm. And it was more normal. Mm-hmm. People, the, the first night we were there, they said, oh, you're going to want to be in the disco, not the hot tub because it's too hot. And yeah. they, they just danced. Which was fun to see. It was, it was great a fun. Really well, and we love to do that. We do. The service was really good. It was maybe the best we've had. I think Mi- they minus were, Esteban. They were glad to be back. I mean, all of them talked about we've been out of work for three months. We'll do whatever. And the amazing part to me, other than the great service, they were just really attentive. And there were fewer numbers, so they were covering more ground, but there weren't as many people. But the attention to detail, you know, like we, we knew most everybody's names, but we, we got in the hot tub. Our first day, and the the bartender, Hiro, uh, thank you, Hiro, remembered both of us by name. Remember, we were together, and we weren't even together at the moment. Hey, I see the missus over there. He remembered our drinks, and then he looks, he goes, you guys haven't been here since, like, November, right? And I had to think myself, and we were there last in November. He remembered our names and when we were there last. That was impressive. Yeah. And he had our drinks ready for what we had in November, mm-hmm. which means we drink too much but well there's that too you know they they normally i think they do a great job with hospitality and i suspect you know the butlers are mm-hmm. they prep ahead of time I do. Yeah. and you know you've got your bracelet they were, they and were better this that. time than any other two it was uh carlos was the yeah. main one but but i think you know the fact that he remembered when we were there and it, we i mean we were it was a random hot tub i mean it wasn't like yeah. the check-in people who would have it on the computer or mm-hmm. you know the premier people or the you know it wasn't people who it wasn't selling us anything no well and, and it wasn't somebody who would know would have your names 
Right. You know what I mean? In front of them. So either he does a, they did a great job or we do drink too much. Mm-hmm. It's probably both. It's probably both. Speaking of drinking too much, uh, at the main bar, Luis <laughs> makes the best Long Islands. Mm. And I, I think you, I think you've called me a Long Island snob. Mm-hmm. I kind of am. That's my, that's my drink of choice. Mm-hmm. I like those other drinks. I couldn't very I mean to me. Tequila is tequila, and that's horrible for people who appreciate tequila. I mean, even wine for me. I think it's red, or I think it's white. Maybe I'm not got a real refined palate, but I know Long Islands that he makes the best. Mm-hmm. And he had them waiting under my arms at all times. I'm, I don't even know how many I had some nights. Just boom, boom. I, I would reach to say, hey, I'd like another one. And he just looked down I'm like, well, that was pretty quick. <laughs> so, and we weren't there that long. So, but no. <clears throat> then I made the mistake of ordering it at a different bar that night and they can't Oof. make them anywhere else. But no, so good, long, good Long Islands. Good Long Islands. Luis at the main bar. In, yes. In the lobby, the lobby mm-hmm. bar. Um. And of course, um, so we talked about playmakers. The other difference is, of course, Art of Touch wasn't going on no, when we were there. No, that was a big that was void. A I hated that. I hated missing that. It was a void. Mm-hmm. The good news is we had done their virtual class we before did. we went. We did, which was really kind of fun. <laughs> it was. It was like 50 couples or something. Um, it was a lot. So that that was great fun. But mm-hmm. unfortunately, they weren't they weren't at the resort when we were there. No. Something with the the vibe as well. And it was due to the circumstances. There was... Very little visible play. Mm, yeah. Um, I think we only saw, you know, usually on the beds you see interactions. And there was one couple every day like clockwork. They were going at it. Good show. Mm-hmm. But weren't that many shows. But very, I think we only saw one, two couples interact mm-hmm. um, the whole time. So it mm-hmm. was a lot less play. Still a good sexual energy. Mm-hmm. But not, that's something that we, you know, just the observations kind of fun. And there wasn't as much of that. Yeah, no, that's true. The one thing that. I am always so pleased about and and is that the people, even though the vibe was a little different and whatever, the people are amazing. They are mm-hmm. great people. We added a lot of people to our tribe on it this trip because so we didn't know anybody mm-hmm. at Pearl when we were going down. But we, we knew oh, we had one couple. One couple we met one time, mm-hmm. like had a day over at. Didn't know them well. And didn't get to spend a ton of time with them this time, but we'll see them in November again. But other than that, we knew no one at Pearl. There was one couple we knew at RM, which this mm-hmm. was going to be our first time to go to RM. Mm-hmm. Um, Spiritual Swingers mm-hmm. was there. We were going to see them. See them. And, but the but the people we met were, were great. It, it was... It was so weird being like the first time we went not knowing people. Mm-hmm. Just it was being the new kid in class. It, it was. was. Like, oh, we're meeting people. It was kind of fun, which um, is great Which is great for you because you love I that. I do. I like meeting people, mm-hmm. talking to people, getting to know them. I did get to use my superpower at least once yep. with people of tying people together. Mm-hmm. Um not actually literally tying people okay, together. Really just no, that's clear. true. Not this trip, no. Uh, it has happened, but not we, this we, trip. We were, you were the wingman. I was, yes. But we met, I mean, we just met some great people. We just met some really great people. People who we followed on Instagram, who we had no idea who Didn't they were. No, no. Like they, we had never met them before, but we had followed them on Instagram, Mother O Pearl. Yes. Sexy as all get out. Oh my both gosh, of them. both of them. Mm-hmm. And we were talking like, hey- Hey, new with tags. You follow us on Instagram. We're like, we do. And we looked. It was one of those they've they show bikini pictures mostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And but never faces, kinda of like kinda of like we do. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, from head turned mm-hmm. or something. Implied. Mm-hmm. But always very sexy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she looks kind of familiar. Oh, a distinguishing marking. Of course I remember distinguishing mm-hmm. markings and that was really funny that, that they remembered. Well, and it's not like they have five followers no <laughs> so it's it's i think uh he, he said they kind of just started this in the fall and they have many 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 followers many thousands of followers many we, thousands. We, but they are wonderful people they are and they just started it and boom it's yeah it's cra- it cracks me up he especially cracks me up they are funny funny people he is competitive he is Good oh grief. W- one activity they had <laughs> During during the week, they did do the musical trivia, mm. and I usually don't play. No, nope. partly because I, I I'm a little bit of Rain Man, and that's I have an advantage. I mean, I just storm away, and I know songs, and yeah. so I don't usually play. But I played this time. I, I started you. late, mm-hmm. and 
Mr. Mother of Pearl in particular, was right next to us and trash talking. And we were both going at it. And we would say the songs at the same time. Mm -hmm. And two other couples were the same way. Mm -hmm. It was like a four couple, Mm -hmm. boom, 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 boom. And each Mm -hmm. one of us had our genre. Mm -hmm. But we almost all knew the same songs that would take a little longer. They they dug out of the archives for some of these songs. And even had a bonus round. I got all the bonus rounds. I think there were six on it. Um, but that was, it was competitive. It was fun. It was fun. I, I enjoyed getting, to, I enjoyed getting to know both of them. Yeah, they were great. Oh, and I found a new author. You did. I did. We both did. Yeah. We'd, we'd been looking for, we, we even talked right before the trip. Mm-hmm. Man, we haven't found a good erotic Erotica. writer. Mm-hmm. Erotica writer. I mean, you've read every book written anyway, but you're like, it's just all crap. I and, just... I like a story to be well written mm-hmm. and not just words thrown on a page. Right. And so we were lucky enough that there was an author by the name of Casey Martin. Casey with a K. Casey with a K. Um, and her husband, who were at Pearl, and we got talking with them at the bar one night. I think it was mm-hmm. actually maybe our first night we were there. Yeah. I'm not I envious is not the right word and jealous isn't the right word either, but I'm always a bit in awe of people who can write well i sort of throw words on a on paper it's not very good and i edit and edit and edit because just like a podcast because mm-hmm. i want it to be just right but she actually gave me a complimentary copy of her book and she had a few that she'd given out and i mean once i started reading it i could not put it down you were you're like this is good this is really good and her husband kept like Coming over, like, have you finished it yet? I'm like, no, would you quit asking me so that I can actually finish it? <laughs> I was talking to him, and he, at one point he's like, she looks like she's only got 10 pages left. I'm like, yeah, she's almost done. She's a fast reader. And I look up, he went over and started talking to you to them. Like, she's literally four pages. Let her finish the book. <laughs> so, it was really, really good. But they were wonderful people. Yes. And, and even talking to them at the bar, hearing them, they were so intelligent. Mm-hmm. I want to see her writing her mm-hmm. it's just well written well written and she's releasing her 13th book she's got a whole yeah whole she's bunch. got some series she's writing mm-hmm. some with some other mm-hmm. authors i'll try to put a name and a link in the um to her amazon i'm sure she's yes. got an author's page on amazon i did give her a five-star review yes um on amazon but they were they were really the really sexy couple too they were really really sexy they were couple. fun to talk they to. were great great so, loved them casey martin yeah, Casey Martin with K. And then we have the people who we hung up with probably the most. Neville and Luna. Neville and Luna. Yeah, spent a lot of time with them. Yeah. Uh so it was it was um it was one of those trips we ended up not playing at all on this None. trip with other well, people. We haven't played this calendar year, so it's I'm not joking. Well, we played with each other. <laughs> we played with but each we've other. We played with no one else this year. But we we were open to it this trip, but we we didn't play. We met them and just clicked with them funny as well oh funny and you know just a little geeky yep yeah yep. yeah kind of my type um yeah. kind of your type kind of my, yeah it worked so and while i was off on the beach or whatever luna would keep you company you two were sort of yeah you know well i was the creepy dude in the pool yet I again know. i know you gotta I'm... figure out a way to just drag you along or put you on a raft to sleep next to me or something <laughs> it is very odd being the creepy guy in the pool Sorry, man. I'm yeah. not sorry, not sorry. But we've met a lot of friends that way where you were off sleeping, mm-hmm. what have you, reading mm-hmm. that are still friends to this day, which is awesome. Yeah. So, so but we were able doing to, my part. You are doing your part. But we were able to have dinner with them and he's a questions guy. He always had some What is it with you with guys with questions? I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad you like guys with questions. I'm glad I do. I have no answers, but I have lots of questions for you. (laughs) It's true. You hate it. I do. It's funny. You hate it when I ask you questions, but you some reason like it when other guys do. (laughs) Well, that's not exactly true. But it's interesting getting to know people that way. I mean, Mm -hmm. we actually, you know, over the course of the week, we we really got to know them. I mean, it was... Mm. Got to know a lot of people. Yeah. Mm. And... We had the one night we got to have dinner together and they did not have, that was a night with no show. True. So we ended up back in our room with our, our questions cards. I think we had our swinger game. I think yeah. was, we think we were using those cards cause they had their, it was more, he, he brought it, he had him on his phone. 
his questions. He had lists. He did. He did. He was prepared. He for was. Asking. It led for some interesting conversations. Oh, some really good conversations. So. Yeah. But we were sitting on the we were on the couch in our in our room, just talking and asking each other questions and whatever. And uh, it was just it was one of those moments where he's he's got a little Clark Kent. He had his glasses on and. Yeah, he's a little Clark Kent for me. Was, yeah, yeah. yeah. As we all know. You have lots of types. Well, I have lots of types. I was going to say we can't close a deal. Well, there's that too. <laughs> we were sort of on the fence about whether we were going to play. Yeah. It, um, it was more just, well, with everything else going on. Probably yeah. Probably wasn't going to happen, but. Yeah, but we were, we, we probably would have. Mm-hmm. And it actually led to a good sexy story, which we'll tell later. Yes. Because unfortunately we didn't get to play with them, but it was. I was somewhat. But you thought about them a lot. But I did. I was, I so. was, I was thinking about them, and they they inspired some really good play later mm-hmm. that that trip for us on Friday. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get to enjoy all of our trip. No, we did not. In fact, we didn't even make it to RM. We did not. Which was a bummer. It was. I was really looking forward to seeing our friends that we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, I know we haven't seen them in forever. It seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got sick. I did. I got overheated. Mm-hmm. Because it was really freaking hot. Dehydrated. Probably a bad idea to be in the hot tub and also do the sauna on the same day on a 90-some degree day. Yeah. So got overheated. Mm-hmm. We called in the, they brought the, the in-house doctor or whatever mm-hmm. that comes in, ran all the tests and. Well, she and, came to the room and, yep. and I'm like, I think he's dehydrated. Yeah. You had gotten a lot of sun. Mm-hmm. Your skin was throwing off a lot of heat, it but was. you didn't have a temperature. No temperature. And so, we had checked that a couple of times. Yep. Um, and so I'm like, I think he's just dehydrated. The IV guys had left for the day. Just left. I'm like, erg. So she says, we have to write you a script for the ER. It should only take 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Should be quick. Yep. Go in. We'll, they'll, they'll call. They'll know you're coming. We'll get you some IV fluids and we'll get you the heck back to the resort. You'll feel much better. So we take a half an hour cab ride into, uh, Hospitan in mm-hmm. Cancun and go to the emergency room. And they take us back pretty quickly, fairly they quickly. Did. We were the only ones there. No, that's not true. In the waiting in the waiting room, room there was mm-hmm. yeah. We had the couple somebody had just gone in when we got there, so they took us back pretty quickly. We waited a f- really probably forty forty minutes maybe before or anybody even really came in. Um, and at this point, you are feeling miserable. I My mean, body aches, oh. just just the cramping with dehydration. I just wanted liquid. Mm-hmm. The nurse comes in and, you know, he's asking some questions and he takes your oxygen reading and it's fairly low for you. Mm -hmm. And he's sort of looking at me and I really, you were half asleep. I think I passed out a couple of times. I really just wanted to go take a couple of deep breaths, but I thought, nah, I just should let it be, right? Let them see what's really going on. So the doctor comes in, decides they're going to run a bunch of tests. But didn't they do labs and stuff first? Because they started your IV. You you had your IV when they did the CT scan. They had given you Tylenol in the drip. So he comes in, full PPE, respirator, the whole bit, because your oxygen saturations were low. And so they drew a bunch of labs, and they decide they're going to do a chest CT. And so they take you back. And now, mind you, no bolus of IV fluids, no... Nothing. I'm like, you guys are killing me. Yeah. Um, by this time, we are now maybe four hours into our ER visit. Oh, at least. You go back for your CT scan. You know, you come back. They kind of they start your IV drip a little bit better, and so you're just chilling out, sleeping on the bed. Um, actually, we finally got you reasonably comfortable on the cart. Mm-hmm. Um, beds a beds a, a kind kind statement. Yeah. So I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. So I finally see the doctor. And she says, you know, chest CT looks like some chronic changes, bronchial changes. I'm like, okay, good. So I happen to know that she, they were obviously with you, them being in full PPE. They were worried that potentially you had coronavirus. And the chest CT is a big indicator. Um, and you didn't have any of the signs of anything on your chest CT. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, great. She said, you do not have it. That was her quote. So I'm like, Cool. So, but there was some other labs they wanted to come back. I'm like, okay, fine. In walks the doctor in full PPE. And I'm like, oh. So you were dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Your potassium was exceedingly low. 
she gave you a potassium pill. You probably didn't need to have any in your in your IV, really, but they didn't even give you electrolytes in your IV. It was a whole thing for me. But anyway, she goes, okay, look, I th- some of these labs you have, and she's pointing them out, make me think that he has coronavirus, and you need to change your plans, and you need to get on a plane and go home tomorrow. Okay, you think I my husband has coronavirus. You want to put him on a plane. And you want me to put him on a plane with other people. It's just think. There's nothing but, but definitive. No, either. there was nothing definitive. We end up leaving the ER and, of course, had to stop at the pharmacy to pick up a bunch of meds. And they didn't give me the most important one. And it's by this time, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. And it's after that. And I'm, well, we got back at three, got back to the hotel at three. We get there, I get you to bed and I call our insurance company, end up talking to some of the staff there going, okay, this is what they're saying. I know it's not right to get on a plane if we think this is what it is. Like if we think you have coronavirus, putting you on a plane with somebody else is irresponsible. Now, I had brought an N95 mask with us because I am... I was never a Boy Scout, but I am prepared. So we, I had brought, we had one N95 at home. So I took it with us just in case we needed it for something. So I'm like, do I get on a plane? That doesn't seem right. We don't know that you have it. They couldn't test for it at the hospital. They didn't run a test. They didn't test you for COVID. The people at the insurance company are like, look, these labs are pretty nondescript. Maybe the best way that I can describe it. They're certainly nothing that sh- that's screaming that, You know, you've got something going on. You probably had maybe a virus, maybe, kind of going on with some of your labs. But no symptoms other than But you had no symptoms. None. No, and all of the- Once I got IVs and I felt normal. Yes, all of the symptoms you had were directly attributable to having a low potassium. Body Mm -hmm. aches, poor respiratory effort, the whole bit. So we're going to just hang out here and, you know, we'll see what happens. If you start to develop symptoms- We'll know if you don't, we'll know. And so the next morning, I actually reached out to Richard and Lauren Mm -hmm. of Room 77 Podcast and said, hey, if I need to have Paul tested for coronavirus, where Where would would I go? go? (laughs) Because the hospital couldn't do it. No. And so they were on it. I mean, they were... You know, we, we exchanged options. Here's what we could do. Here's where you could stay. Where could we get tested? You know, mm-hmm. here's here's labs where you could go. And let's just sit tight. I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe let's see if we can get a test. And actually B, who's sort of recently joined the Room 77 family, um, who speaks, who's a native Spanish speaker, was actually online getting you an appointment. Mm-hmm. That was going to be my you know, to, um, translator. Yes, and and actually, they she was going to go with you, and it turns out that we couldn't get the testing done until Sunday. That was the earliest we could mm-hmm. get an appointment. I'm like, okay, look, let's make the appointment, and if Paul develops symptoms, we're going to be here. We need to get the test so that we know what's going on. If not, no harm, no foul. We'll we'll leave and go back to the states. But they checked on us. They were. They were concerned for you. I mean, I was, I mean, we were exchanging, you know, messages back and forth all day Thursday, most of the day Friday. You know, we had made plans for, for someone to come pick you up on Sunday if if we needed to and take you and go with you. And B was going to be the translator. And, you know, we, we sort of had this whole thing planned. We were working on so helpful an Airbnb in case we needed to stay and in the meantime, you know, we're having conversations with people back back in the States about what we're seeing. And so we quarantined in your room, in the room. I mean, I was out a couple of times, but mostly talk, we stayed in the room. You with the hotel. Yeah. I mean, I would go down to the lobby or whatever. And the hotel was great. Let me be clear. The hotel was great about having you order off room service. And I was asking if they knew how we could get tested, you know, just in case. You know, so we were having conversations about it. They would call, they would schedule our meals. We were ordering off the main menus. So you didn't really leave the room until Saturday morning. 
And I was really only out a couple times, went down and got us some drinks and different things, but we pretty much hung out in the room Thursday and Friday. So the, the resort was great, but, but Richard and Lauren, I don't know what I would have done had we not had them. No. I mean, it, it was so wonderful to have friends in a foreign country Mm -hmm. to be there for you when you needed them and they were on it. They were on it. Such wonderful people. Yeah. And the amount of stress that they took off of me, Mm -hmm. the hotel was great with food, but Mm -hmm. they really weren't helpful. And I had Richard and Lauren, so I didn't have to press either. In all fairness, I didn't press them. But truly, the amount of stress that they were able to take off of my plate when I was stressed about what's going on with you. Are we, are we getting sick in Mexico? Mm-hmm. Right. We had thought about these things. I'd already spent a night in a Mexican hospital, which felt like a Mexican prison anyway. I did a little bit. And so I cannot, I cannot thank them enough. I know we have, we have thanked them. We've thanked them personally, but for anyone who listens to our podcast, probably listens to them already anyway, probably so. listens to them already. And if you, if you don't know them or haven't met them, trust me, they are two of the most generous, genuine human beings that I have the privilege of knowing. And I, um, yeah, I'm not going to cry. You might. I might. <laughs> um, you can really tell people's character when they're, when you're at your bottom. Mm-hmm. And they're there for you. Oh, yeah. And they were. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Richard Absolutely. And B, yeah. So. Um, it was it was like I said, it was a huge relief. So we hung out in the room, so which was not so your we missed days. We missed and I was I, I was in the room just overheated on Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. The worst part of that is I didn't really get to say bye to our friends. Yeah, no. They just we just disappeared. Mm-hmm. So we did follow up with them, but it was a bummer. Yeah. So Saturday comes. You have been pretty much asymptomatic. No cough no at all symptoms. on Friday. No cough on Saturday. And I'm no like, temperature, no, no temperature, nothing. no nothing. So I'm like, look, we don't know what it was. We're going to put you in the N95 mask. And you were talking to doctors. And I was, yes, I was having conversations. Multiple doctors said. Yes. It's, we don't, we don't know that, that it's anything, right? It could, mm-hmm. it could be anything. Mm-hmm. We don't know that it's any one thing wear your masks, be responsible citizens, get on the plane, keep your air vents open because Mm -hmm. the air circulates that way. Fine. We fly home Saturday. No big deal. Leaving the Cancun airport had a questionnaire. I don't think anybody even asked for it. I think somebody literally looked to see that I had the piece of paper, but didn't look to see what the answers were before we went through security. Mm -hmm. And that was it. Otherwise flying home was kind of the same as flying down we got home as we were coming home on this the last leg of our trip. I started feeling a little wheezy, wonky, wonky wheezy. My chest was a little tight, but I was anxious. I think some of it was I had some anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then we woke up Sunday morning, and I had a cough, mm-hmm. and it was a it was cough. So mm-hmm. we got tested on Monday. We were COVID positive, SARS-CoV two, coronavirus, whatever you're calling it where you are, but we tested positive and we were letting people know. We actually had reached out to people before we even had our results to say, Hey, just want you to know how you, how are you feeling? But we, we had zero symptoms. Well, you had a little bit of a cough, but I had none. Yeah. Yeah. I was very surprised when it was positive. Yeah. You were surprised. I, I, you know, you actually then had some repeat labs done too, um, Mm -hmm. that, that showed you were fighting something. And then the testing came back positive. And I don't know when we got it. I don't know where we got it. Could have been before the trip. Could have been during the trip. Likely it was during the trip because we were pretty good before Mm -hmm. the trip. But the thing is, we knew going into the trip that we were taking, we were going to be taking some risks that we wouldn't be taking at home. Correct. Right. We were going to be in the pool with people without a mask on. Mm -hmm. We went to the disco without a mask on. I'm still not convinced that that's not the little probably was. we got it. And but you don't know when you go. So you really were completely asymptomatic. 
through yeah. this whole thing. Yeah. Yes, the jury's out on some of these studies, but I it's very easy to not know you have it, be contagious, give it to someone else. And when you're not practicing full social distancing and mask wearing and the mm-hmm. things that you don't do when you're at Pearl, there were people who did. In all fairness, there were people who I saw in masks. Mm-hmm. You know what? And people who didn't go into the disco, probably smarter people than we are. But those were the choices we made. We made that choice before we went. We also had planned when we came back to isolate for a week mm-hmm. um, just to make sure because we knew we were going to be, we were going to be engaging in high risk behavior and that didn't mean play. I mean, we didn't play. Just because the distances were closer. Just because we were, we were acting normal and not um, social distancing. So I, there's a, there's a lot of controversy. You don't know who's going to have it when you're there. You just don't. Or anywhere else for that matter. Or anywhere else. And if you're not wearing, if you're not taking precautions, you are at a higher risk of catching it mm-hmm. and of passing it along, quite frankly, not knowing you have it and giving it to other people. There's there's a lot of debate on social media about being able to point to a person and going, that's where I got it from. You, you know, don't know. You just don't know. And it's one thing if you go, there was only one person who mm-hmm. I ever came in contact with that had it. Then it's super easy, right? But if there are five people or 10 people or 15 people who have it where you are, I don't know. Did I get it from number one or number eight? I, you know, I mean, I don't know. And and again, yeah. we weren't we weren't kissing people. We weren't, you know, we weren't engaging in those kinds of high risk behaviors. But we were not wearing masks. We mm-hmm. were not social distancing we used hand sanitizer when we walked in and out of places because there was hand sanitizer everywhere at the resort. But sometimes that's not enough. Or it could have been on the airplane. I mean, like, I, I don't want to... Oh, yeah. We don't... We just don't know. We just don't know. I, I, again, I think it really is likely that we got it when we were there. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe I got it from staff. No. Again, I took a personal risk. Our advice... If you're planning on going, of course, I never travel without travel insurance. So you should always have travel insurance. They were a huge help to me, not to mention they paid the bill. So our ER bill was $2,500 cash up front, mm-hmm. right? Um, not to mention the $150 visit at the hotel and another hundred and some dollars worth of meds that were pretty much useless. You know, there was an expense there. They were there to help with advice. Um, so, you know, don't ever, if you're going to go get travel insurance, make sure it covers you. If you've got COVID, there are plans out there that do that. We had made plans to not be around family when we returned, when we returned, because we knew we were not going to be even got an extended stay for them. Yes. And so plan just normal maintenance. So, you know, if you're not prepared to do those kinds of things and we were prepared I'll say somewhat prepared. We were pre-prepared when we went down in a mindset wise to go, if we get sick when we're in Mexico, we may have to stay for 14 days. Mm-hmm. Right? I have insurance that will get me the heck out of Dodge if I get really, really sick. But since 80% of people don't get really, really sick, at least. You're um, stuck. You know, you you we had to plan that we would have to do something and stay there. Right? So whether that was staying at the resort, which it wasn't our plan, getting an Airbnb and spending, you know, booking for an extra week. So like three weeks instead of two so that, you know, we could make sure that if we had the virus, it would be dissipated from the surfaces and we would have cleaned and everything ourselves anyway before we left. But we were prepared to do that. We were mentally prepared. I think if you are planning on going anytime before this pandemic ends, you have to be prepared for those things. I think hopping on a plane, if you know you're symptomatic, is bad form. And that's actually what the doctor told us to do, right? I mean, you weren't sick, but she thought you had COVID enough that she shows up in PPE and says, go get on a plane. And mind you, that was the same doctor that yeah. at the end of my visit in the ER, she strips the complete hazmat suit off. Mm-hmm. A foot away from me and is talking to me the whole time. Like, really? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. That's why I'm not convinced we didn't get it even at the hospital. Oh, well, there you go. True. But anyway, so I, I think 
I think the hotel does everything it can. And mm. your own personal choices influence how great a risk you are of catching it. Mm-hmm. And you are a bit at the whims of fate in who's there. Right. Right. I mean, that's the other piece of this. I can control me and I can control what we do for two weeks before we go because we were actually pretty, we didn't want our vacation to be canceled. So we were pretty careful about where we went and who we didn't, saw. We and didn't go anywhere. Didn't go right. right. Didn't go anywhere, which is partly why I think we picked it up at the resort. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. I don't blame anybody. I don't blame us. We had the conversation um, before we left. And I we said, did. you know, we can regret this decision, but we can't feel guilty about it. Oh. You know, knowing that if we got sick, we could get really, really sick. If we got really, really sick, there's a very small chance that one of us could die. So we can regret the decision, but we can't feel guilty about it. Now, that being said, we are post our, we are out of, of isolation. Yeah, um, way past it. We've been, we felt fine for a long time. Yeah, I had a ridiculous cough, which still, my thing is my coughs hang on when I get a cold. I, I have a cough forever. We came out of this with the exception of me being, I mean, I was the most symptomatic. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a cough and I was really tired. Mm-hmm. Um, I would hit a wall about two o'clock Fatigue every day. was your biggest mm-hmm. issue. And, oh, and I lost my sense of taste and smell, which was weird. Like you that could, was the weirdest you, part. When you couldn't taste Doritos, you knew it was bad. Well, that's actually when I knew that I lost it. Because I was eating lunch one day and I was eating the munchies, like so it was mm-hmm. like Cheetos and Doritos and whatever. Like it, it, we just did that whole episode on body image. I didn't know yeah. myself during this year, but, but um, when I couldn't taste the the Doritos, I was like, "Oh, oh, I can't taste this." Not being able to smell was the strangest thing I've ever experienced. So. You know, you, you're always constantly aware of the visual input you have, like, you know, it's light, you know, it's getting dark, you know, it's, there's no clouds in the sky. And I, I know all of that without even looking, like, you know what I mean? It's there, my brain's processing and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. always aware of it. And same even with like skin and room temperature, like I know it's a little chilly in here right now, you know, I, I, that input is always there. The smell is an input that you have that is so in the background 90% of the time that you're only aware of it, you know, oh, I burned the bacon. I, um, you know, I, you know, you go outside and somebody has been cutting the grass and you can smell the cut grass. Those were things it was like literally in my mind was like this black hole of where that sensory input came in. And so it was super strange. In fact, I did burn bacon yes. while we were quarantined because I looked at you and I'm like, I can't smell the bacon burning. You have got to help me. I like walked away from the stove. So that was the strangest thing. And, and you know, that's actually one of the things that can not come back. We talked to the person who did our testing, still didn't mm-hmm. have hers back three months later. But anyway, so my taste came back. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that's good. So we had a very, very, very mild case. Some we know people, you know, we know what eight people, and we've had everybody's been different, asymptomatic, super bad, like chest cold, body aches for some people, temperature for some people, nothing for others, and then nothing for others. It's just it's a it's a crazy crazy virus. Um, we were very fortunate. I was very glad that we hit the eighty um, percent of people who really have mild to nothing disease, and so I'm very. I'm very grateful that we mm-hmm. were had a mild course. So I think our <coughs> tribe deserves somewhat of a sexy story I after think so too. all of that. So we're going to go ahead and share the sexy story that happened while we were at Pearl. Um, again, this was not a usual episode for us. Thank you for sticking with us. There's been uh, a lot of people who've asked us questions. How about we move on to a sexy story? You think we should? I think we you should. You think we should? You think the... I think that people deserve to have a sexy story after I got off no my soapbox. So, sexy story time. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded a little desperate. It is. <laughs>
shut the fuck up. <laughs> I am not sorry. Okay. But but they do. Our tribe does deserve a somewhat sexy story, although it's been few and far between, let me tell you. Uh, actually, you know, we always talk about going to Mexico for sexcation. And had it not been for your uh, persistence on our last night there, yeah. we might have had a sexless sexcation. Yeah. Even when we were early in the trip... We were just kind of out of sync of you were unwinding, taking naps and not feeling it and tired. And the nights you were feeling it, I was in the mood to talk to people. <laughs> so we ended up talking late. So we missed Paz and then it was as unsexy as you can get for about three days. Well, it wasn't unsexy. I mean, and again, it's not like you were sick. No. I mean, you know. Just frustrated. You, Yeah. And and I got I, it's tough being in paradise and not being able to see the sun or well, drink much alcohol or well, we didn't drink much alcohol the last few days. No, you needed, you needed to not, which is partly why I didn't get you much alcohol. But we sat out on our balcony. Mm-hmm. We had a nice dinner the night before we left, which was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. It, it led up to good, sexy discussion. We which, did. Yes. So you went and got drinks, which was kind of cool because I didn't realize we had one of the few rooms where you have a balcony view to see the the lobby. Yeah. Which I didn't know until the very last night. I'm like, I can see the lobby from here. I've never been in this room. You got us Long Island. I did. Got me Long Island anyway. Yeah. I got high um, drank Long Island that night did. too. Yeah. So I'd gone down to the bar because I was like, all right, damn it. <laughs> we are on vacation and you were not feeling poorly no i I hadn't and so i'm like all right this is ridiculous i'm gonna make this happen i just good i was just bound to determine so i actually threw on a club dress went down and i'm like all right i'm gonna go get us drinks and i'll bring some drinks back you know let's fool around we're we're gonna play tonight so i went down to the bar and it's it's late-ish i mean there were people at the bar and they're like, hey, where have you been? I'm like, yeah, I've just been hanging out in the room. I had a dress on. They're like, oh, I'm like, are you coming down? I'm like, no, not going to. We're just we're having a night in the room. And he's like, oh, so you dressed up just for Paul? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I just up, you know, dressed up just for Paul. And Luis was there. And I'm like, okay, Luis. I got two Long Islands in our big cups. Then I got a couple of cups that I could carry. So I'm like, we need extras. Um, <laughs> need to get. Drunk. I need I need to drink. I need some alcohol because it had been like a couple of days since we had anything to drink. Yeah, say so I hadn't since Tuesday. So. I did have some on Wednesday, but mm-hmm. not much. I'm not. I mean, I'm not a huge drinker. I don't need to drink. So went back to the room and we could hear the band. Yep. I was like, all right. So we had a drink and we were just sort of talking about you know the people that we met and just sort of having some sexy conversations and. I'm like, all right, there's got to be something we can do. So I'm literally flipping through the channels on the TV. And even the porn was bad. Even the porn was bad, yeah. I'm like, dang, okay, this is not going to help. So I get on my phone. I There's got to be something on like Pornhub or something. I've got to have something here. Because I'm like, I got to, you know, you were just, you were grumpy. Mm-hmm. I was. I you was, weren't sick, but you I, were grumpy. I was, I was angry. Yeah. Because my vacations, I want to talk to people, and I didn't get to talk to people for four days. Yeah. That's not a vacation. I could do that here. I love you, too. Yeah. A little less now, but sorry. (laughs) So we have a Hitachi. It's one of my favorite toys to use. And I'm like, all right, how we got to do something here. I. I've got to start getting... You were persistent. I was It's pers- usually me who's persistent. It, it usually is you that's persistent. For a lot of years, it's been me. It has. Been- so see, it, persistence pays off. Because- so the next several years, you're going to be the one pursuing me. I like sure. that. I like that. <laughs> sure. But anyway, so I'm like, all right, we're going to have... And, and actually, we had talked early on in the week about... We were talking about Neville and Luna. And we had really connected with the two of them and, and we had enjoyed them and and had multiple meals with them. And so learned a lot because that's kind of who we are and what we do. We learned a lot about them. We had 
talked about how it might be fun if we got to play with them, if it was something that we ended up doing, that we sort of do like a dueling vibrator thing. Mm Because we both had the, the, you know, Luna and I have been having conversations about vibrators and whatever. Well, that never happened. We just, timing of it just didn't work out. Um, So I pulled up some porn. It was like, I might have been Sibian, like Mm Lynn writing Mm -hmm. Sibians, I think. And so we were sitting on the couch because we had a master suite. We were sitting on the couch watching the porn. I'm like, okay, this is getting pretty hot. And I had my Hitachi. So I'm like, hmm, I kind of wanted to do dueling vibrator things. So let's see if we can make this happen with porn. Not quite as fun, but same Mm -hmm. idea. Like it was something that we had both talked about. It'd be kind of hot. So um, I remember you were sitting on my right. I turned the Hitachi on and turned it on low and I just sort of tucked it up underneath me. And it did not take me long. No, it did not. It did not take me long because I'm an auditory person. So listening to this woman who was writing a Sibian, getting excited while having my clit stimulated by this Hitachi. It's a good combination. It was a really good combination. Mm. And so we're, you know, we're sort of making out. I'm had a couple of orgasms pretty quickly because I mean they came I mean they they came and they hit hard and I then mean, we started watching other people on a Sibian <laughs> wasn't just the one person we watched other ones because it was working oh oh I was like what yeah I was like we didn't see were, anybody live on a Sibian no, no 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 sorry I was it was it was there. on Pornhub yeah on Pornhub yeah you were rolling with it I was rolling literally with it. rolling with it I was rolling with it and so you know we just we were like kissing and making out and and we turned on the lights that we brought because you know we had our swinger bag so like i turned on the blue light and and honestly i was thinking even when i was watching the woman on the sibian like how much more fun it would have been had we been able to connect Mm -hmm. um from a timing perspective with luna and neville to have done that live that would Mm -hmm. have been very very hot but i was thinking about that um, and thinking about them when we played. And so I probably, mm, I don't know, I was on like number four or five. Yeah, easy. Probably. And I'm like, all right, let's go. You know, we're going to take care of you. I was pretty much to the point of like, okay, I'm done. I'm, <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. tapping out. By that time, the two Long Islands had hit me because I hadn't had that much to drink. And so like I had not built up that tolerance that I normally do. We ended up just enjoying each other and just enjoying the physical and holding each other. And because we didn't get to do that all week, we had not really maybe because we get we get back to the room at three, and I was out like I'm done. Like normally, we just never really even got that time to connect Mm-mm. together. We both had recharged our batteries a little bit. Yours got drained pretty quick. They did. That yep. may be my new kind of thing. I got to be honest. It's like watching because we don't do that. We don't. Don't cool. like watch porn and do that together. And it's just not no. not something we've done. I mean, it's not like I'm like, oh, that actually kind of works. We might have to do that again. <laughs> I think I got note to self. Yeah, note to self. Yeah. You think you have it on your I phone? I think I do. I would bet money on yeah, it. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, something like that. So it was very, very hot, and it was. I'll say it was a poor substitute. Um, it was for for what might have been, um, but I kind of like the idea of what might have been. That's mm-hmm. that's. Also a very cool someday maybe. Thing. That's just a very cool thing. They they live within striking distance. You know what I mean? They're, it's not like our friends who live in Europe or mm-hmm. who live in Hawaii, where the odds of actually seeing them um, are slim. Are slim. So, but looking forward very much to um to to seeing them. And and it wasn't a super sexy story, but that's kind of where we were at. Um, where we've been for a while, <laughs> where we've been with this pandemic, and and you know, but much like the body image, it is tough to get in in the right headspace when you're home all the time. It you is would, for me. Me too. Yeah. You would think it would be easier. Yeah. It has not been. So I'm hoping that you know we have some opportunities maybe coming up in the month of August when maybe we'll have some antibodies and we won't have to worry quite as much. To even just see friends. And and we have friends who are waiting for us to get through 14 days here Mm -hmm. um, while 10 days is our quarantine. Again, I am overprotective of my friends when I can be. Mm -hmm. And when I know better, when I know Mm -hmm. better, I do better. We can 
we can uh, have some social time. We can. I like the social time. I think I miss it. I I know. I know. And I I tried very hard to. I mean, you had a lot of that time. It just you didn't didn't land didn't land it. No. I mean, didn't land with it. You know. Yeah, I mean, just the last well four days of Mm. not was a long time. It was isolation. Yeah, you were stuck with me. Uh, yeah. It wasn't stuck, but <laughs> it, was it was just stuck. stuck in a room. That was yeah. the issue. And I felt fine. So anyway. Well, and that was it. But anyway, we will post a picture of my lingerie. It was new with tags three weeks ago or two weeks ago when we were at Pearl. Mm-hmm. Um, I did take the tag off because it was a little itchy. So... But anyway, on that note, I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. I think so, too. I think we need to go play. Yes, let's play. Let's play. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the New With Tags podcast. We love having you in our tribe. Follow us on Twitter at New With Tags pod. Or you can email us at newwithtagspodcast at gmail.com. You can also find sexy pictures of Jamie on Instagram as newwithtagspodcast. Now, go out there and live your most authentic lives. Seize the day. Seize the day.